Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, my name is Dr. Karen Becker, and today I am so thankful that Jen and Linda have nominated Donna Ezel for a Game Changer Award, and Donna is joining us today to tell us more about her amazing work. Donna, congratulations on your nomination, and thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having us. I appreciate it. It's really good. So Donna, back up and let people who aren't familiar with the amazing work that you do, back up and let people know how you were inspired to do what you do. Well, it was a long time ago. We're actually 21 years old come May 1st of this year. Um, I always, I love my pets. I didn't have a dog until I was 40, but I loved my pets and was pretty regular at the veterinarian's office with my cats. And one day my veterinarian looked at us and said, you're really passionate about, about these animals and about taking good care of them. I'm meeting with a group of people here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and we want to stop the euthanasia. We want to offer alternatives. We want to build a no-kill animal shelter. Will you come to a meeting? And I've always been grateful to that man. His name was Fred Rosen for inviting me to that meeting because it started this. And it started my education into animal welfare and the ways that we were handling companion animals, especially when there was no home for them. And just, it woke up a desire in me that I just said, I gotta do something about this. And so when you got that spark, so yes, indeed, it's always, you know, we remember those people who lit our soul on fire and shifted the trajectory of our life because probably 21 years ago, you did not know that you would be doing what you're doing now. But of course, you're forever grateful for the people that get us on our paths. So you felt this desire, Donna, and then you, then what? <laughs> well, I went to work with that group of people and spent yep. several years with them uh, working towards an, an all breed solution here in our county. And the longer I did, at that point, I finally did have a dog. <laughs> she was a poodle mix. And the more I worked with everything that was going on, the more I realized that the problem was much, much larger than maybe I had anticipated at first, but that what brought real joy to my soul was working with the breed that I at that point owned and loved. And so I struck out on my own, wanted to do a few things differently. I also was very drawn to special needs. And mm -hmm. these poodles, as much as I love them, they do have often some very special needs. My very first miniature poodle was a cataract dog. And I actually got him out of a rescue in Florida that they said he needs cataract surgery. Can you do it? I was like, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. And sure enough, we went to UGA and got his eyes fixed and went on to find him a home. So that's how it, it evolved from there. I spent three years really learning what it was like and what it took to yeah. run an animal sanctuary. And then about five years just doing it out of my home. But then doors started opening. Doors that were amazing started opening. Mm. And the more doors opened, the more we walked through. Uh, the more opportunities presented itself. We now do about about half poodles and poodle mixes, and we do many other breeds depending on the circumstance and the situation, um, especially animals who have 
like Justin here in my lap who have lost their home because of the death of their owner. We do quite a bit of work with the state planning and in order to give these animals an option other than, again, euthanasia, because there's no one to take them in. So that's beautiful. And that has to be uh, very incredibly rewarding for the people who have dogs that they know that their dogs are going to outlive them. Having a resource like you, Donna, that allows people to feel comfortable knowing their animals are going to be well-loved and safe after their own death is like the best. <laughs> That's a really good gift. In addition, of course, to all of the other ways that you are acquiring poodles and poodle mixes and a variety of other dogs, you uh, bring these dogs in, of course, give them unbelievable love and care. And then do you have people from around the state then interested in uh, adoption? How, how does the adoption process work? Yes, and, and we've actually been really successful in adopting seniors. Um, like little Justin here is 14, so we'll see what happens, you know, when we put him back up for adoption, but he's very healthy. His owner, he was adopted from us five years ago. We also guarantee every animal that's adopted from us will always have a safe haven to come back to. So Steve knew, and he actually had a note on his refrigerator that said, you know, in case of emergency call, and my cell phone number was up there. So as soon as I found out that he had passed, I, I came running because I wanted little Justin to be safe and be you know, be well cared for. Um, our adoption process is like many others. We run a website. We have our dogs listed available. Dogs are listed. We partner with most of the large websites, petfinder.com, adoptapet.com, rescueme.org. We have our animals listed on those sites also. We have a pretty strenuous screening program. Mm -hmm. We don't, just because you want that dog, doesn't yes. mean that dog's a match for your home. And it's, yes. The hardest thing I tell people is you're a great owner, but not for that dog. <laughs> and, you know, and, and as much as that might upset them, what you're doing is you, that's actually such a sign of love that you yes. want to make sure it's like, listen, you, this is not a good pair. Just trust me. And as much as that may be offensive to hear from some people, I'm so, I am so thankful that you are as rigid and as stringent as you are in that your goal is to not have this animal ever need to be rehomed. And so you're doing your due diligence, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Oh, yes. And despite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I tell people all the time, you know, a no match letter is just that. It's not you're a bad person. It's not I don't want to find you a dog. It's that I don't have one today that matches what you're looking for. Let's stay in touch. Yeah. Very Beautiful. Simple. And Beautiful. Sometimes we will. So. I will go months looking for a dog, but our return rate is only about 3%. Is beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, and so all of that work that you're doing, regardless of people maybe temporarily feeling, getting their feelings hurt, you are really doing everything you can to make sure that you, when that animal is placed, that uh, tell death do us part. And when part of that death, then they come back to you, which is a beautiful built-in safety net. What Absolutely. do you love of all the amazing things you're doing? What do you love most? about your job? When I say job, your passion. Yeah. Uh, the dogs. <laughs> yeah. They can bring, Justin loves to chase tennis balls. That was the first thing I remembered when I went and got him. And the first thing I asked is where's his balls? <laughs> because I yeah. knew he had them. Um, the dogs, they bring you, you're so grateful and they yeah. bring you joy. And, and when they come back to visit after they've been adopted and they're so happy, it's, it's what we're doing. I'm doing it for them. It's, it's all about what they need and what brings them joy. They have no voice and no choice in anything that ever happens to them. 
they go where we tell them to go. They live where we tell them to live. They live how we tell them to live. I want to see them happy. They're living creatures. We need to take what they need into consideration. And when you do, they give back to you so much. Yeah, they absolutely do. I can only imagine that uh, when people understand and see your mission that they're, uh, I'm certain that some people specifically come to work with you because of your mission statement, your view towards how, how all of these animals uh, are being managed and cared for and placed. I think that you probably have a lot of repeat adopters, which I think is really a, a beautiful thing. I bet. Donna, if you, you've learned a lot in your last 21 years, you are providing this incredible resource for your community and state, actually, probably region. If you could tell the world one thing, what would it be? Get a will. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, Get a honestly. Will. Make sure and don't depend on, oh, my niece loves dogs. Things may be happening in her life that you're not aware of, or my granddaughter, or whatever. Don't depend on that. Have open, yeah. honest conversations and make plans. Uh, make sure that that you've set everything up so that there can be success. That is a legacy. Yeah. Okay, don't make your legacy one of pain and endings. Make your legacy one of of good beginnings all the way around. That that's the one thing I've learned. People don't make plans. Don't make plans. Yeah. It's okay. And, you know, I, um, I just acquired a dog out of that exact situation. Uh, uh, an older senior dog was in a nursing home with an older senior man that died. And this dog went, um, went on to like a, a crate. He went to Craigslist free to good home. His Ouch. papa loved, yeah, his papa loved him for, for 12 years. And then he went to an abusive, terrible home free on Craigslist. And then he went into rescue, but the damage done, it makes you Gosh like that didn't need to happen. Uh, yep. but, but, but this man didn't, didn't make provisions and he went to free to good home and it was not a good home. And so yeah. what you're doing is you're trying to stop that cycle, which is, that's a Absolutely. really good recommendation. It's a solid recommendation. Yeah. I hate free to good home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, and, and you know, of course, you know, Homer's Papa would have never that would have been a hard stop. The problem was he wasn't there to do, to to advocate for his own dog. So right. his, like you said, his niece or nephew advocated, and it it was not the same standards of care. Right. So you 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 have a really valid point, Donna. If people wanted to learn more or look at the dogs available for adoption or connect with you, where would they go to find information about your awesome organization? They go to CarolinaPoodleRescue.org. We're very easy to find. You can Google Carolina Poodle Rescue. We should be the first thing that pops up, but it's Carolina Poodle Rescue, all one word. Yes, it's long, <laughs> .org will get you right to us. From there, you can see the available dogs. You can see our dogs that are in sanctuary care because we also provide long-term sanctuary care. We don't euthanize uh, for behavior. We only euthanize when there's no quality of life. So you'll have two scrollers on there. You have a lot of those seniors. Again, our availables um, and some of the other programs that we do. Well, you are an amazing woman doing amazing things. Yes, for poodles and poodle mixes, but also for all of the dogs, of course, that are in a situation that needs you. So thank you for stepping up to the plate. Thank you, Linda and Jen, for nominating Donna for this uh, award, which she so readily deserves. We're so thankful for all that you're doing, Donna. We appreciate your commitment to the dogs in your area and indeed, really, probably your state. Thank you so much.
Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I let them both know too that it, that we got together.